Hey, this is Cultivating Wellness Media. I'm your host, Lara Ashley, and I'm obsessed with all things business, marketing, and wellness. I'm a habitually leap of faith kind of girl, leaning in and saying yes wherever feasible. This has led me on an incredible journey, both personally throughout the world and professionally, from acting to the always evolving digital advertising world. Throughout our time together on this podcast, I'll bring you insights from leaders in the advertising, data science, and wellness industries to transform your brand presence and most importantly, your business returns. Think of this as your insight into the leap of faiths of others to propel your next adventure. So get ready to be challenged and take action. This is Cultivating Wellness Media. Hey, Trailblazers. This is Cultivating Wellness Media with Lara Ashley. And this week, we're going to dive into a little bit of a different subject than we've been talking about lately. We're going to shift from the nutrition and wellness that we've been talking about and marketing tips for paid media. And we're going to take a little detour over the to the mindset of styling your closet and how what you wear can really impact and reflect your hopes, dreams, and life to build the you the future you that you have in your mind. Um, So I have Tanya Bernadette from The Closet Edit. I had the pleasure of getting to meet her at the Girlfriends in Business event hosted in Scottsdale, Arizona by Lori Harder a few weeks back. Amazing event. And they have another one coming up in February. I highly, highly, highly recommend it if you are a very driven female professional. And Tanya has really created such an awesome podcast business and really transforming women's lives through her passion of styling. So she makes the styling process really efficient, easy, and rewarding, which I love the intention behind it. She knows how important our time is in this day and age, and it's her job to find those right pieces to help you achieve those style goals. And in listening to her podcast myself, I love all the mindset moments that she kind of has in her journey of styling her clients and how she interweaves um, that knowledge base um, in everything she does. I think it really helps the busy professional that's ready to level up their work goals, the new mom that's embracing that post-body which is a tough one. I've been there. Um, and that woman out there just really trying to find themselves back, find themselves again and get maybe back into the dating game, get back into whatever it is that, that they feel like they were lacking in their lives and how shifting and changing up your style can really have a strong impact on your mindset and vice versa. So Tanya, hello, how are you? I am so excited to be here. I also have been listening to your podcast. I love your voice on the podcast. It's like <laughs> that soothing voice that you want to keep listening to. So I've listened to a few episodes and I don't know if you know, but I'm from Seattle, Washington and you had um, a guest, a cookie guest. I think her name was Jenny. Tiffany. And yes, Yes. and yes, I did not know that about you. And Tiffany is a doll. Like she is so great. Her cookies are delicious. We had so much fun tasting them all. And yeah, she is really 
She really, her passion is to bring connection and community together through cookies. And your passion is really to bring connection and community together through clothes. And I love highlighting women's different passions and how that can really bring and elevate our well in our wellness journeys. So where did the closet edit blossom from? Like, tell me a little bit about your background and, and, you know, I, I was so struck so much by the mindset and the, that kind of component of how you weave that into your styling. I thought that was such a unique and original way to go about and, and important to go about styling a client and making sure that they feel proud, comfortable, and empowered in the clothes that they're wearing to, to set out forth into whatever it is that the journey is that they're going into. So tell me a little bit about the background and, and, Yeah, let's go there first. Yeah, of course. It's a long story, so I won't share every detail. (laughs) I've been doing this for 14 years, and my business has gone through so many different phases. I even owned a consignment store for a short amount of time. On top of the styling, like literally on top, I had the consignment door downstairs or store downstairs, and then we had the styling office upstairs. Um, But really where it all stemmed from was during college, I went to school actually for fashion marketing, which doesn't always happen for people that become a stylist. Sometimes people become a stylist later in life when they are in retail or they just want to help people or like to shop. But I actually did go for fashion marketing. And in fashion marketing, you don't learn about styling. It really is more about the business aspect of it, which I truly love as much as I love style and fashion. I really love the business side. I love marketing. I feel like business is just a fun place to play. As a business owner, you get to take that risk of creativity and go a different path and change it up when you want to. So I really enjoy that part. The styling part really came from living in Seattle and seeing, and I grew up here. So funny enough, I really enjoy fashion. When you think of Seattle, you don't think of a very fashionable place in general, but a lot of people here I noticed are just busy and they do want to dress better. They just don't know how, or they don't know how to find things that don't, I think I hear a lot from people that they get scared when they are stepping into finding a new style is I don't want to stand out too much. So what is that good in between of not feeling like I'm overdressed, but not feeling like I'm in leggings every day type of thing? which is the most common thing I hear from people, even people that are high performers and stuff, they still want to be comfortable, but stylish. So I, this 22 year old me is set out to become a stylist and I'm telling everybody about it. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. And it was interesting because at a young age, I knew the power of connections and putting myself in a position to be uncomfortable and be around people above me to learn from. So I remember walking through, it's called Ballard in Seattle, like this cool area where there's like restaurants and bars and cool little boutiques. And I spot this beautiful hair salon, like with the chandeliers and it looked gorgeous. And I was like, if I want to work with women like this, I think that they would be hanging out here. And I was, I walk in and I made an appointment with the owner. I was like, I didn't have money back then. I was 22 years old, recent college grad. And I went in and I was like, you know what, can I schedule with the owner to cut my hair? So I made the appointment. And of course, while I'm sitting in her chair, I share the story about wanting to become a stylist. And she's like, oh, you know what? I'm actually renting an office space upstairs if you're looking for one. 
So yeah, after getting my haircut, I went upstairs. Again, I was just sharing this idea. I didn't have a client yet. I go upstairs and it's like that movie scene where you can envision your whole future. I'm scanning this room, had French doors, it had the windows to the city, and I just could see it being filled with people doing things there, helping others. I signed the lease for a whole year. And I go to my husband at the time, because I was married at 18 the first time. I go to my husband, I'm like, I have my office, I'm gonna be a stylist. And he's like, you will have a client, what are you doing? And I called the woman back, I'm like, I'm so sorry, I saw this vision, I thought I was gonna do something, but I don't know what I'm doing, I don't even have a client. I just told you I wanted to be a stylist. And that moment was the most pivotal moment of my life. I was like, I had to breathe. I will never forget it. She told me, you got to get your big girl panties on. You saw something. You signed a one-year contract and you're going to make it happen. So I did it. I reached out. I had three months where that room was empty. I found an intern at University of Washington. I found a desk on Craigslist two folding plastic chairs. And I'm like, we need to get some PR going. We need to get someone to come in here and talk about us. <laughs> and it happened. And from then it grew. And the first person, by the way, that wrote about my business, she is still my client today. 14 years later, she became a styling client. And I've seen her through all parts of her life, having kids, moving houses, changing careers three times. And she is still my client today. So that is how it that is how it started. It was like this dream and this vision. And I was so young, I had nothing to lose. And I did it. And I'm still here today. Who would have thought? <laughs> I like love every moment of that. Now I don't even have to ask you, well, maybe you have another one, but what your biggest leap of faith was, because that sounds like an, an enormous leap of faith that you took at a very young age. And, and you were so visionary and knowing what it was that you wanted and, and really manifesting that and having it come to life 14 years later, you're still going strong, which is also very, very impressive. Bravo. I'm sure that has not been easy. There's been ups and downs as all businesses have, but you are following your dream and it shines in everything that you do and the way that you present yourself to the world. Um, and so maybe like, let's jump into a little bit of like how you, have you always woven kind of that mindset aspect into working with clients when they're looking to shift or um, enhance their style? Or is that something that's more come along later in your journey as you've evolved as a business owner and stylist? You know, that's actually a really good question. I haven't been asked before. Thank you for asking, actually. This mindset part actually came about five years ago. So before when I was styling, it was a regular styling business where you come and you're like, hey, I just want help shopping. And then I ask the questions to figure out what we need to look for. And then as I evolved, I went through a phase where I was actually in a very difficult relationship. It was pretty abusive and it connected to Lori. I found Lori on a I think I was listening to a podcast or a YouTube interview and she had the book, A Tribe Called Bliss. And I thought, you know what? I need to pick up this book. I want things to change in my life and I don't know exactly who to look up to or who to talk to about this. And with that book, it started this own personal growth journey for me. And as I evolved and became more vulnerable and opened up, it allowed me to see the connection of everything in life. 
I was noticing that in my life, when I wasn't feeling my best, I gained a lot of weight, my clothes weren't fitting, I wasn't feeling good, yet I was helping others. So it was such a, a like this weird dynamic. And I started realizing I had to align my life to align my style and figure out what I wanted for myself. So this mindset part actually only came about around five years ago, and it's helped my business expand so much more because it's allowed people to also ask themselves those deeper questions of why am I dressing this way? Why did I get comfortable in this? Why am I not venturing out for more when I know there's more for myself? So Sometimes people come to me not knowing that I'm going to get a little bit deep with them. And then we do. And they start make, like connecting dots by themselves afterwards. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that my mom did this. Or that as a kid, I even noticed I really struggled with this. And I still do. And it's coming up. So it's just very interesting. With the men I work with, though, they don't, they don't go as deep. And they don't realize the connections as much. But with women, though, they get so excited. And it helps them expand more in other parts of their life. Yeah, I can imagine so, especially since you're touching women often at kind of more pivotal moments in their mm-hmm. life. Because um, as 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 a woman myself, um, yes. <laughs> as a woman myself, when when usually I'm doing like a closet refresh or something like that, when I'm inspired to like stand out in a different way or want to empower a different part of myself. I know even in just any given day, I wear many different outfits because I Mm -hmm. switch, you know, I ride bikes to school every morning with my kids. And so I'm in workout clothes first thing in the morning. And I switch as soon as I get home, usually into something for work, even though I work from home. And then other times if I'm going to meet people for coffee or something like that, I might switch again because I have some really fun dresses from back when I was going into the office, but it was more casual. And so I'm like... Clark Kent over here, just like popping into my phone booth and changing outfits left and right, depending on what part of my personality I really want to have jump out at any given moment. And that for me helps kind of jumpstart that transition into the next like moment in my day or between my days. So I think that's also what drew me a lot towards you is because I do use clothes to, to shift my mindset a lot. Now, I personally would have to say, though, like from a styling perspective, I think I am kind of in a shift myself where I have recently launched a company and I have amazing branding for the company. And I love what the team put together to really make the, the branding of the company cohesive. And then I find that I'm drawn towards people that market themselves that uh, or brands, having worked with brands for many, many, many years, that have a cohesive look. And so when I go to get dressed, I am, my closet and my brand are not cohesively like intertwining well together. And I'm like, every day that I'm going to post something, I'm like, ah, like a little bit of me is like, just don't care. Done is better than perfect. And then another part of me is like, how can I like adjust my closet to meet 
these this color scheme or the gradients of the color scheme, because the team was amazing. It gave me this whole, like, if it's this blue, it can be any of these blues can fall on the spectrum for adjacent colors and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, gosh, I need someone like Tanya in my life that comes and is like, here is your, maybe not necessarily like a whole new wardrobe, but some new pieces. And here's how you can use what you already have and integrate that into the color scheme or here, cause I'm, you know, marginally okay with colors. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's what colors, you know, what of your patterns, I guess more so, cause I've kind of a lot of mm-hmm. patterns. What of my patterns fall into those colors? Do you work a lot with like varying colors or more just like with the style that someone's looking to get? You know what? It's a mix of different things. So style is so much more complicated than people realize. There's so many moving parts. So a lot of people actually get caught up on body type where I tell people it isn't necessarily body type. That's a small ingredient, but some people with different body types can wear different things because they're comfortable with their body. Body type kind of comes with like, oh, if you're insecure with certain things, this is how you should dress. So you could dress it in a way that makes a certain shape, you know? Um, when it comes to personal branding, color, yes, is very important. But another thing I always like to tell people is you need to create a personal style statement. And it could be in general because in the beginning, you don't exactly know what your style is necessarily that you want to create. But if you make a general statement, for example, you know, let's do this exercise together. I'm going to do it yeah. with you. If you could use three words or three just small phrases to describe how you want to look and feel in this new rebrand that you're doing, what three words or three small sentences would you use to describe? Gosh, I, the first one for sure that jumps out to me is like playful or fun because I definitely am like playful and fun and I don't take myself too seriously. Um, so I think that's important for sure. And mm-hmm. then what's counterintuitive to that that I struggle yeah. with is then kind of like minimalist. And mm-hmm. like I personally put minimalist and luxe kind of in the same category yes. because to me, like if I'm going to go minimalist, usually it's something that's like a little bit higher quality mm-hmm. that lasts longer. So that and those two sometimes I like I can't figure out how to make them work together. and. Yes. And then let's see, what would be another word to describe? I mean, I don't really think informative or educational are good words for clothes, but maybe yeah. if that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, even inspire, with the- maybe inspiring. I like that. So with what you're saying, the way that I would connect it, which you actually discover more about what each part of that means as you try new things on and as you work with the stylist or try clothing on, but what you want to gravitate to when you have this more playful approach is I think people get also caught up when they want a minimalist look. They think, oh, I'm stuck to neutrals or I'm stuck to basics. But in reality, if I were to pull up and share my screen and show you my client's closets, you can buy 10 to 20 pieces and have color, have print, and get a palette that just mixes and matches well together. So this is where the colors come into play. Find the colors that you want to associate with. You could do three to four, and you do need some just like solid basic neutrals that mix and match with it. 
But when you're looking for things, you can still be playful and still be minimalistic. You can show that through your brand by buying better quality things outside of Mm -hmm. Zara or Forever 21 Mm -hmm. or Mm H&M. And people seeing you in just nice pieces that reflect you and wearing it again and you just being just honest, like I am minimalistic and I like pieces that last, you know? Mm. I think it makes a huge difference, but you can have playful. When I think of playful that doesn't work for a brand though, it's really disposable clothing because sometimes you can see the fabrics, especially when you're on video or cheaper things that they just don't tend to fit bodies, right? Cause they're meant to be like, oh, you just wear it and then you toss it away after a few wears. So just being careful about how things show up on camera. And it's hard to explain until you see it, but there are certain prints against certain fabrics that on camera, it just doesn't look good. It looks kind of cheap and cheesy. And so you want to find the prints that look good against the camera. Wow. What a great little tip. I can't wait to go jump into my closet and take a look, see what I have since I have such a good reference to work off of. Yes. And so I would just love to like learn a little bit more about the, do you think, I know you work with anyone or do you work with men or just women? You work work with with a lot of men. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They need help a lot of times. They need help. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Especially, you know, what's funny, especially when they transition jobs. So down in Texas, oil and gas is a huge industry. Mm -hmm. And my husband, maybe like five years ago, switched from being more in like a on the, the rigs type role. So he was still in management, but consider it more construction-y. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a large pickup truck and kind of like more that hunter style and, you know, that sort of rough and tumble guy. And then he switched into a more corporate role. And it was so funny to watch him make his evolution and shift from style, like down to his car. He, Whoa. it was a big deal. Yes. Yeah. It was a big deal for him to like shift away from his pickup truck to a SUV BMW type car, which I know we're very, we're blessed to be able to afford that. But, and like over the last five years, I've seen like a cohesive and long-term shift in his clothing, in what he purchases. And some of that's due to going into the office versus not going into the office or vice versa. And then going to mindset as he's kind of like delved into his personal style, I've seen him start to buy like aluminum free deodorant or like, or like face washes and creams and things like that. And it's, he's starting to take more like ownership into his personal wellness and care that originally started through a style shift. And it's really, having been together for 12 years, it's really fun to see him evolve through a life change, then style change, and then like an invigorated kind of mindset shift in how he's showing up to the world. So again, validation to what you're doing is amazing. Now, do you typically work with clients based in Seattle, all over the country? Like where, where are clients that you often work with? I work with people everywhere and it actually came from COVID. So before COVID, I got mm-hmm. pregnant right before COVID. So I had this plan. I actually took Amy Porterfield, by the way, her whole course back then. It must've been like four or five years ago. 
um, went through the whole thing because I'm like, once I have the baby, I'm, I had this thing in my head for some reason. I had to be a certain kind of mom. I was like, I cannot be with my clients all the time. Like, I need to do this online. And so I had, but I also had this part of me that did want to travel. So I thought my business would expand to traveling to other cities or countries. And then COVID happened. And surprisingly, it did expand, but I started working. We changed the SEO on my website and the way that we were talking about it. I built a system on how to do it over Zoom and we started getting clients everywhere. Like one of my new clients I'm working with um, right now that I just got last week is based in San Francisco. And because I do so much in person, I'm able to integrate that into the online styling so I can see the body type, see what their life is like, see what they need. And I also, I mean, I have to do my own homework. I purchase things from different companies all the time just to see how things are fitting because you can't rely on a certain brand or a certain style. It's constantly changing. So I buy stuff, like I actually put the boxes out there. So you won't have in the background, but (laughs) I have boxes right now of things that have to be tried on. And my assistant after a call is gonna come over and we have to look through different brands, touch the textures, see what we can recommend to people. So we do a lot of homework behind the scenes and we use style shopping boards to share things with clients in other cities. And everything is customized to them and what they need. Yeah, so it's been awesome. And even just going back, I didn't want to like erase what you talked about with your husband. Oh, yes, sorry. Doing that. No, it's fine. But that whole style shift, a lot of the men I tend to work with, yes, they do have like a change in career. But a big thing here in Seattle is men dating and looking for love and realizing they're dating and on the online thing and they're not getting the results or the love that they're looking for. And they're realizing they need to do the work on themselves. And it's a big step for a guy to ask for help. So when they come to me at first, it's about dating and not getting the right woman. And then as we're working through it, they start to realize, oh, people are talking to me at Starbucks when I'm in line. I've never had somebody talk to me or start a conversation before. Or they're like, oh, I go out for happy hour and I even made new friends, like guy friends, not a girlfriend, like somebody to date, but I'm getting new connections. I'm attracting people in my life and things in my life that I wanted that I didn't realize would come about because I started taking care of myself in a new way. And I think that's an important thing that comes not just for men, but for women too. I feel like with the women I work with, we change more. And even speaking to you with your brand or anybody listening that has their own business, you are constantly evolving to stay on top of things for your business. And you'll notice your rebranding in your business, I'd say people usually do it once a year. It's not like a big dramatic thing, but you start to realize as you're wearing things, as you're getting new speaking gigs, as you're leveling up with who you're connecting with, you start to realize, oh, maybe something that didn't work last year or that worked last year for me isn't quite the thing I really like anymore because now I'm sort of headed into this direction. So I want listeners to be able to give themselves grace of knowing When you find a style, it doesn't change dramatically, but it's always evolving. And it's okay to let go of pieces you invested in that maybe don't work for you anymore. That's part of the process. You have to learn and grow and let things go with everything. And I think people get scared of investing or buying new things because they're like, oh, I want it to last forever. But that's just not life. And if you're growing as an individual, the more you grow, the more your style changes too. The less you evolve, the less your style has to evolve. So it just evolves with you as you're going through life. 
Yeah, I can think of like three dresses right now in my closet that I've evolved <laughs> out of since the last two years. And I they're amazing, but they're yeah. just not me anymore. Mm-hmm. That was who I was two years ago. And I've made substantial changes in who I am now. I've kept the good stuff and I've let the the not so helpful stuff go. And I've brought on some awesome new stuff. And I uh, think that's really important to address. I love that you are able to work with people throughout the country and that you've found some really great systems in your own business to bring Uh, what you do in person to them. It sounds like you're incredibly intentional in everything that you do uh, while manifesting and taking those big leaps of uh, how can we adjust the business and how can we continue to grow. And and I think you're getting some travel in these days too, to go visit some clients in person. Has that happened here or there? That's kind of fun. I got to work with Vina from... Uh, girlfriends and business. And it was just a casual connection. We just, she actually had this energy about her, like the intelligence that she has, the honesty that she has, the confidence she has. It really reminded me of my best friend that passed away. Her name is Carm. And I went up to her and I told her, I'm like, you just hold this like vibe that is just on this other level. And it reminds, I was like, I know this sounds weird, but it reminds me of my best friend that passed away. And there's few people in my life I could meet that could be that kind of woman that I could just like talk to and meet. And so we ended up sitting and talking and she had mentioned once while we were talking and once on stage, how she's kind of like, oh, I didn't get the memo of what to wear. You can tell when you say something like that, it shows that you're feeling uncomfortable in a situation you're in. Like you're not feeling like you could be your best self or fit in. And so she, she had to run to see her husband, but she was like, Hey, message me on Instagram. And she's a very important person. I was like, okay, you know, not thinking that she would actually answer my message on Instagram, but I did end up messaging her um, and we ended up chatting a little bit. And then I kind of randomly was just like, hey, let's just hop on a Zoom call. I'd like to see if there's something I could do to help you achieve a certain style goal that you have for this place that you're at in your business right now. Cause she really boomed. She's been doing this for years, but she really boomed in the public eye the last nine months to a year because Mm -hmm. she decided to go public and wants to inspire other women. Mm -hmm. And so she's at this whole other level. She's traveling every week to somewhere new. She's not at home. She hasn't been at home for like a month and a half or something. Yeah, that's insane. So yeah, buying things, she can't order things. She has to order it to a hotel if she does. So long story short, I ended up buying all, which I don't do for clients. I did for her. I ordered all the stuff online, paid for expedited shipping because she's like, I have five days in Scottsdale. I'm going back. And she's like, meet me at my Airbnb. So in a week and a half, I got my travel plans, got the hotel, ordered everything, bought this like big luggage, shipped it out there. And we got to work together to help her find and step out of what was comfortable. And again, comfortable isn't always good. Comfortable Mm -hmm. means that you feel safe in that, but she is at another level now. So finding that good in-between is like, here's a small baby step of trying something new, but still feeling good. So we got to do that. That is so fun. And I love hearing how you followed up with the invite that was passed along to you to reach out 
via Instagram and you, you marketed yourself and you took lots of leaps of faith in that small little story to really propel your business to the next level and show up and serve someone that, that you knew could really find a lot of value and is in kind of intentionally been, but been thrust into the spotlight, um, to Mm -hmm. provide such amazing value to so many other people, but particularly women in investing in their own financial stability and, and futures. And I just think that's so admirable. I love it so, so much. And, and we're getting close to where we should wrap up, but, but I did notice on your Instagram page that we are both going to the dinner series that, that <gasps> oh Lori and Chris have been talking about. Yes. So I'm going to have a friend there. Oh. Um, I'm so excited about that. For listeners that are not aware, Chris Harder and Lori Harder are going to be hosting a dinner series coming up in 2024 um, that they announced at the Girlfriends and Business event. And while tickets have not even been released yet, us lucky attendees had the option to get on board early. And so... I am so excited to dress up for those. And I already know one of my dresses. I may be reaching out to you to get a little bit of fun ideas for the other outfits because I love show like like Vina said when she was there, you know, I, I like to know that I had the memo and that <laughs> that I show up ready. Um, but Tanya, let everyone tell them how they can get in touch with you if they want to reach out and get some style consultations with you, learn a little bit more about your business and how you work. And then also give a plug for your podcast so we can get listeners listening over to your podcast. There is such amazing work that she's doing over there. And she's su- you're such a joy to listen to. It was very surprising to me and super fun uh, to tune in for sure. So where can everyone find you? Thank you. Well, there are many places you can find me, but I want to start out and say that you could, if you want to get a discovery call, totally free, you would talk, you would go to myclosetedit.com. There's five buttons on that front page where you can book a free discovery call and you'll be talking to Ina who does a discovery call. She will listen to your style goals, help you find a package that works best for you. Another thing that you can do is we do have monthly subscription style boards, which it's the top 20 luxury and like luxury pieces and the top budget-friendly pieces for all of you to shop from. So these are pieces based off of what worked best for my clients for the month, and I share it publicly. If you become a TCE Insider, my monthly membership, it's only $35, and you get that and access to style in-demand videos, live calls with me. Um, And then the Closet Edit podcast. It is my favorite thing to podcast because some of mine are, I do a mix of things. I do have people come on that are a guest and we talk about different topics because it is about transitions. But I also kind of share what I'm learning or what I'm going through with clients and what they're, you know, asking questions about. And some of them get really real and I get really like into the story and then I have to circle back and be like, Okay, but this is about you. So let's <laughs> let's make this about you again. <laughs> it's really fun. It's it's a fun every every conversation is very different. So it's just fun to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, oh, in Instagram. Sorry, Instagram. Yes. We'll have to connect Instagram at the closet.edit or at Tanya B Style. 
if you want my personal. So yeah. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. So all you trailblazers out there, make sure to follow Tanya, subscribe to her podcast. That is the number one thing that is most important to podcasters. Subscribe, download, share it if you find value in it. Tag us when you share it. And I just want you to go out and continue to blaze all of those dreams that you have. And until next time, this is Laura Ashley with Cultivating Wellness Media. Have a great day. I'm sending you a virtual hug because you've just reached the end of another incredible episode of Cultivating Wellness Media. Time sure flies when you're diving into inspiring content, doesn't it? If you're hungry for more or eager to share your own wellness journey, I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram. Don't forget to visit the show notes for all the necessary contact details. Keep cultivating your well-being and spreading that positive energy until we meet again. Thank you for joining me on this trailblazing adventure.